I want to talk to you tonight about being a, a youth and how the Lord actually awakens and touches people, okay? A lot of people think that, um, well, it's an adult world and only like these guys that have been, you know, in ministry for 20, 30, 50 years, however long, you know, they're on the earth, that that's really, you know, that's really what it's about. And, you know, the Lord called the prophet Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was like, I'm just a youth. I'm just a youth. And the Lord says, it's not about you just being a youth. It's about me and how I'm equipping you, and I'm going to make you supernatural, right? So turn to the person beside you and say this. Say, you're not just a youth. The Lord has a plan for your life. He's going to make you supernatural. Amen? All right. Is there anybody with a heartbeat out there tonight? Amen? Does anybody have a heartbeat? All right. I mean, I got more honks last night in a parking lot. Do you ever try to preach in a parking lot through windshields? That was, that was that, you know, that was challenging, but come on, man. Come on. If you pull it out of me, there's more that comes out of me. So just say this. Say, in the name of Jesus, whatever the Lord has for me, bring it out of David tonight. Let him speak to me. Say, I want my word. I want my awakening. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So in order for you to actually step into what you really are, you've got to have the proper understanding, the proper revelation of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, a lot of the revelation or a lot of the definition of Jesus is simply this guy that was on a cross. How many of you know there's certain denominations that actually still have Jesus pierced on a cross? Can I tell you, Jesus is not pierced on a cross. Jesus came off the cross. Jesus, it says he descended into hell. He took captivity captive. He actually took the keys of life and death. And now not only does Jesus hold the keys of life, but he holds the keys of death. All the keys are on Jesus Christ, right? So he dominated hell. He didn't just like, he wasn't a victim. He didn't go to the cross as a victim. It wasn't like Jesus didn't have a choice. Jesus willingly went to the cross. The book of John says that Jesus could have called down 12 legions of angels. You know how many angels that is? That's 12,000 angels. There's a story in the Old Testament that says that one angel defeated 185,000 men in an army on a battlefield. One angel. What do you think 12 legions of angels, 12,000 angels would do? Jesus had a choice. Jesus wasn't a victim. Jesus says that He had you on His heart. He had your future on His heart. He had your destiny on His heart. He was thinking of you. Okay? And so He willingly took your sin to the grave, but that's not the end of the story. He actually went to hell. He took all authority back from Satan. He holds all the keys. Right? And He says that I will give you the keys. I will give you all authority, all ability. Right? He says, do not fear, I am with you. And when he rose from the grave, he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to equip you to do the supernatural works. He said, greater works will you do when I go. Right? Have you ever heard of that? You youth, turn to the person beside you and say, you're going to do supernatural things. In the power of the Holy Ghost. 
Come on, adults, you too. Say it. You're going to do supernatural things in the power of the Holy Ghost. How many of you ever heard of the guy named Peter? Right? Peter was a chicken. Peter talked to, he talked to talk, right? And on the night of the crucifixion, what did he do? He started clucking. That's why Jesus said, when you hear the rooster crow three times, you know, Jesus, Jesus has a sense of humor. He was letting them know, you think you're great by yourself, but you're actually a chicken. And what happened when he denied him the third time? Right? Come on, man. What did he do with Peter after that? Suddenly, Peter's in the upper room with the 120. Acts chapter 2. The Holy Ghost comes upon Peter and the rest of the 120. The believers. Not just the apostles, the believers. And it said they poured out into the street. They were so undone in the Holy Ghost, they did the supernatural works. And one day, thousands of people came into the beginning of the church. And it was Peter who stood up and said, in front of the guys he was afraid of, he stood up and said, no, no, this is that. This is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. He will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. You will dream dreams and have the vision of the Lord. You will do the supernatural work of Jesus Christ. You will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. Amen? Are you guys with me? Right? Do you have the right story? Right? So it's not, it's not like this, I don't know, this, you know, all these bad stories, these bad representations of Christ. It's about Jesus said, I'm sending you the same power, and that power is going to transform you. It's going to equip you, and you're going to do supernatural works. You're going to do the supernatural. No longer are you going to be that guy. How many of you guys right now, if you were being honest, how many of you deal with fear, anxiety, shake at night, hear, hear, hear the voice of evil whispering in your ear, right? Some of you guys for, for years have, have experienced that anxiety and that fear, right? And that's not you. A lot of people are convinced that there's something wrong with you. If you believe in Jesus, you've been washed clean by the blood. No longer is your enemy you fighting yourself in your own strength. Because in the strength of Christ, you realize that there is an enemy to fight. There is the demonic realm that whispers in your ear, keeping you locked. Keeping you locked in poverty. Keeping you locked in fear. Keeping you locked in anxiety. Keeping you having a poor vision for your life. A shallow vision. And the Lord's here tonight to speak into your life. He's here tonight to break through that shallow view you have of yourself. Okay? And because when the Lord speaks, just like He spoke to the prophet Jeremiah, He says, no, you're not just a youth. You're one that has heard my voice. You're one that is clothed in my power. You're one that I will make you stand before kings and do supernatural things. Amen? Does that excite you? So it's not... Where you came from. It's not the limitation that you face. It's not the shallow view that's been beat into your head by society and the school system. It's about the vision the Lord has for your life and how He pulls people out of shallow darkness and puts an anointing 
and equipping on them that makes them supernatural. You know, in the Old Testament, that, that equipping is called a mantle. It's called a cloth. Okay? And if you understand what Jesus actually did when He was resurrected, and He said, do not leave this city, He said, stay here in this city because I'm going to put a cloth on you. I'm going to put a mantle on you. I'm going to equip you in the Holy Ghost. Okay? Luke 24, 49, it says that you shall be clothed in the Holy Ghost. That's a mantle. That's an equipping of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, clothe me. I need my mantle. Make me supernatural. Amen? (sighs) You know, He takes people that are mal-equipped, unequipped, unable, unqualified, and He makes them supernatural. He took Moses. Moses had a stuttering problem. Moses shook, right? And Exodus 7.1, in the conversation the Lord has with Moses, He says, I will make you as God to Pharaoh. Does that excite you? Does that excite anybody? Say this, say, Holy Ghost... Make me as God to Pharaoh. Come on, you got to expect in the supernatural, say it. Say, Holy Ghost, make me as God to Pharaoh. He said to Joshua, you shall stand against the giants. You shall go into the promised land. You shall do supernatural things. He told Caleb, I'm going to send you to the mountains. And on the mountains, even though it was filled with giants, Joshua, or I'm sorry, Caleb said, yes. I'll go because the Lord said go. And what happened? Caleb took the mountains. They were his the moment the Lord spoke. Not if the giants were going to fight fiercely and, and keep him from it. If you believe what the Lord says, nothing can stand in your way. Right? How does the book, how does the Bible start? It says the Lord, the voice of the Lord spoke into the darkness and the darkness could not stop the light. It could not withstand it. That actually means the darkness doesn't have a chance. Fear doesn't have a chance. Pain doesn't have a chance. Loneliness doesn't have a chance. Hate doesn't have a chance. Poverty doesn't have a chance. Inability doesn't have a chance. You know, I've seen so many miracles over the years that, I mean, I've seen, I've seen uh, deaf people hear in a moment. I've seen blind people see in a moment. I've seen people who were deaf mutes who couldn't speak for years suddenly speak in a moment, right? Have you ever seen a miracle? Who, who here in the youth have, have, have ever seen a miracle? Do you want to see one? Yeah? Say this, say, Holy Ghost, I want to see a miracle. I want to be a miracle. I want to work a miracle. Jesus promised that if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you will work miracles. Amen? See, you you have to take on His nature. He equips you in the Holy Spirit to take on His nature. He is victorious. He actually searches out darkness. He hunts it down to actually release the light, to release the goodness of God, to release the glory of God in the darkness. So I don't care what you're struggling with. I don't care if you have a very shallow view of yourself. The Lord is going to speak into your life and He's going to raise you up. He's going to put mantles on you like He did to the prophet Jeremiah. Amen? You see, Jesus actually looks to pick fights. 
He looks for the broken. He looks for the lost. He looks for those who have, who, who have no hope. And He sends people to speak into their life. And the power of the Holy Spirit changes and transforms people. Amen? In the, in the book of Mark chapter 5, the guy that was uh, chained to the tombs, the guy was demonized. He, he was hopeless. He didn't have a chance. What's Jesus say? He says, saddle up, boys. We're going to cross the sea. We're going to go over there. And what happens? Jesus gets off the boat and immediately the demonized man meets him. Jesus drives the demon out of this man, right? And it says that he was clothed and in his right mind. What Jesus did personally with him clothed him in the presence of God. He was in his right mind. So he took a guy who heard voices, who who cut himself, cried out in pain. And when Jesus spoke to him, he was clothed and in his right mind. Say this, say, Jesus, speak to me, clothe me, and put me in my right mind. You see, there's, the right mind means this. It means whatever shallow view and inadequate view you have of yourself, Jesus, when he speaks, he rips that shallow view out of you and he redefines you according to the book that he wrote of you in heaven. Do you realize that there's a book, or at least one book written of you in heaven? And your relationship with the Lord is a discovery process of Him reviewing and revealing to you what is written of you in heaven. Because what you're living in now in the world, if you are in the world without Christ, you are living the devil's view of your life. But with Christ, Christ rewrites your, your, your future. He defines you according to His destiny that He has for you. Do you know that He has a hope and a plan for your life? Every one of you. Every one of you, there's a hope and a plan the Lord has for your life. And what this world does, what poverty does, what, what broken places do is strips hope from people. It creates shallow views. You accept being, being limited. You accept um, be, being pain in pain or broken, right? And that, that's a lie from the devil because... When Jesus equips you to conquer, He equips you to shine His light on you, to put His favor on you, to cause you to overcome, to cause you to be what He destined you to be. Not what the world tried to limit and, and put bars around you. Amen? How many of you were at the, at the Camden last night? Did you see people have deliverance? Right? Right? The, the, the woman that, that had the, the, uh, the vision I gave of, the, of uh, the sword in her that was put there by somebody she trusted, right? She had been walking with pain for years. There she is. Yeah, she had been walking for, with pain for years. And the Lord said, no, tonight I'm pulling that pain out of you. I'm going to heal your heart. Amen? How, how do you feel today? Awesome? Amen. That's right. The Lord knows you. And that's, that's, what, that's what the gift of the Holy Spirit is for. When you're equipped with the Holy Spirit, He equips you to see into people's lives. He shows you. Not only does He talk to you about yourself, but He begins to talk to you about other people. And that's not just for a guy like me. That's for everybody. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of prophecy. Paul says, I pray that you all pray in tongues even more that you prophesy. Even more that you flow in the gifts of the Spirit. What's that mean? That means that you actually hear the voice of the Lord. You believe what He says for your life. 
and He positions you then to speak into other people's lives. And that, that is how the body is supposed to help and heal each other. Because you're equipped in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, this Jesus, are, do you believe that He actually picks fights with the devil? Jesus isn't afraid of the devil. Jesus took the keys of life and death. He holds all the keys. He actually picks fights. He sends guys like me to dark places on the earth. It wasn't my choice to go to India, but He said, Go. And we've, we've seen thousands and tens of thousands of people filled and baptized in the Holy Ghost because of a yes. And all that's all the Lord is looking for from you. He wants you to say yes, and He wants you to be equipped in the power of His Spirit. Because when you are equipped in the power of His Spirit, He will rewrite your future. Amen? How many of you know that Satan is real? You see, there's a lot of bad philosophy and, and church belief out there that says, well, if you don't bother Satan, Satan won't bother you. You know that's a lie? That's a lie from the devil himself. And if he convinces you he doesn't exist, then you think you are end up fighting yourself. Come on, how many of you guys deal with anxiety or fear? You have nightmares. You have things that happen at night that you just put in the back of your mind and you try to get through the night, you deal with it, right? The demonic realm is real. And you better learn to fight it. You better learn how the, Lord, how, how the enemy deceives you, right? A lot of people don't even know that they're toying with things that, you know, position you to be subject to the demonic. I was doing a youth camp in uh, 2010. And in this youth camp, um, we just had uh, Chris Burns and a, and a few other friends of mine. Um, I mean, we just had a, a wild time. Kids are getting touched by the Holy Spirit. Uh, kids are being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And on day three, I'll never forget this. The way I woke up that morning was the Lord speaking to me. He said, today we're going to deal with witchcraft. And I went, what? He said, today we're going to deal with witchcraft. And I sat up in my bed or in my cot at camp. And he, he just, I mean, I just started to write scriptures and different things that he wanted me to talk about. And, you know, how many of you know that witchcraft is inundated in the culture, especially in the things that, that kid, kids uh, are involved with, right? Come on, how many of you watch those uh, Harry Potter stuff and, and all those things that have the spells in them? You think those are just like innocent spells they use things that appear innocent to 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 grab hold of the youth to get you to believe that you know it's just you know it's fairy tale but it's actually real magic how many of you have ever played the ouija board huh come on you don't have to raise your hand but i know a lot of you have <laughs> The Ouija board, you can go into any, you can go into any, um, any toy store and get a Ouija board off the shelf and kids all over America innocently start to, you know, you put your thing, your hands on it. And the next thing you know, this thing starts speaking, right? Spelling things out to you. It's real stuff. So we get, I have, I have the, the older kids. I have the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade boys on this particular day. Okay? And so, I've got about 40 of them. We're under a covered bridge in, in the middle of West Virginia at, at this retreat. 
And so I start, I start asking, does anybody do Ouija boards? Does anybody ever do seances? Does anybody, um, you know, do, you know, the newspaper, the horoscope, does anybody play that stuff? Do you believe in it? That's all, that's all white witchcraft. That's all subtle stuff, but it's real. And so I said, does anybody want to repent? So I started taking them through scriptures. You know, the, the book of Deuteronomy says, do not practice sorcery. Do not practice divination. That means purposely or innocently, right? And when you get the revelation that you're entertaining yourself with a form of witchcraft, then there's a, there's a, there's a repentance. The Lord, the Lord wants your whole heart. He doesn't want part of it. And then the, the other part, you spend time doing these things that are popular. Um, he wants your whole heart. And everybody, I mean, like 30 out of the 40 kids raise their hand. Yeah, I've done Ouija board. 25, yeah, I do horoscope. And they started naming all these things. And I said, well, let's start to pray. Have you guys ever seen a demon come out of people? Anybody ever seen a demon? You kids, you guys ever see a demon come out of people? It's real stuff. Okay? Some of the nightmares, the fear, the anxiety that you deal with are because of the, of the connection to the demonic. Okay? And so, as, I'm, as I begin to pray with these youth, it was me and I had a 21-year-old helper. His name was George. Okay? And I started to pray. I started in the name of Jesus. I command witchcraft, come out of these kids. And all of a sudden, kids started to scream. Kind of like last night when, you know, you might think that the, the lady that was wounded, that that was just her scream. But that was a deep, there was something deep embedded in that wound that started to scream out of her. Right? That's what it was like on this bridge. I started to say, come out in the name of Jesus. And, and kids started to scream. And the next thing I know, this is, this is kind of where, the, where it gets kind of hairy and funny. But picture this. There's 40 kids. There's people weeping on the ground, crying. George, the 21-year-old, is behind me, okay? This kid in front of me starts to claw me like he, like he was a cat, like he's, he's trying to, he's literally starting to, he's trying to swing at me and I'm commanding this demon to come out of this kid. I got my hand on his head and all of a sudden I hear George behind me screaming, Dave, help me. And I turn around and I see George above this kid's head. This kid's about six foot tall. He's got George over his head. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And George is saying, what do I do? And I say, command him to put you down in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, George goes, I command you, put me down right now. And all of a sudden, George is on his feet and he starts acting. He's like, oh my gosh, I know how to do this now. I know how to do this now. And he goes, what do I do now? I said, put your hand on him and say, come out. Come out, witchcraft in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, the, the, the kid that had him over his head, he falls on his knees and this demon's coming out. Okay, this demon's coming out. And I got this kid in front of me. He's clawing at me. He's, he's trying to get me, right? And I'm saying, come out. And I'm saying, come out, witchcraft. All, and, and all these kids are in this mass deliverance on this covered bridge because they innocently were playing Ouija board and they were innocently trapped in this practice of witchcraft that they didn't know was real witchcraft. And know, how, know this, it all started 
The Lord came to pick a fight that day. The Lord came to deliver those kids that day. And when we were done praying with these kids, this holy laughter came into the bridge and all these kids that were having deliverance and these demons were coming out of these kids, they're literally laying on the ground laughing in the Holy Ghost. An hour later, they're still laughing. I had to call Greg. I had to call the camp counselor. He goes, what's going on down there? Why are you guys still under the bridge? I said, listen, you got to bring the pickup truck. These kids cannot walk. They're so undone in the Holy Ghost it had to be like the day of Pentecost. Amen? I can say if I've, if I've ever seen Pentecost, it was on that bridge when the Holy Ghost came in with a purpose to deliver these kids. Driving witchcraft out of these kids and filling them with, the, with His Spirit. Amen? Does, any, does anybody have a revelation that the Lord is for you and not against you? You see, I know. I'm not, I, was, I was a kid. I did some... I did some stupid things. I, I did some, some stuff that I knew what I was doing. I did some stuff that I didn't know what I'm doing. Right? And a lot of it got me in trouble. But the Lord has a plan. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to you tonight because He's got a plan for your life. Amen? Your life is not lost. Your life is not woeful. Your life, He's got a purpose and a plan for it. Amen? Tell the person beside you, the Lord has a plan for your life. Amen. You see, you need to become enlisted in the army of the Lord. If Jesus has the nature of conquering the darkness, do you think you're not going to? Oh, that's just in the Bible. Those special apostle guys, they cast out devils. They healed people. But today, we just come to the altar and say, I believe. Is that you? Come on, that's not you. You're supernatural. You see, if you believe that you're not supernatural, the enemy has convinced you. You've been fed a lie. You've been fed a false image of Jesus and you've been fed a false image of what you really are. Because you know what I see? I see kids that are going to grow up casting out devils, healing the sick, getting visions for people, doing things that are beyond the average world and, and, and the limitations that the world puts on you. Amen? Is anybody alive in here tonight? <laughs> Alright, so I, just, I want to read this scripture to you because this conversation is a conversation between Jeremiah and the Lord. Okay, starting with verse 7, chapter 1, verse 7. It says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand, touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, this day I have set you over nations and kingdoms to root out, pull down, destroy, and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, what do you see? He's speaking. How does the Lord speak to you? Does anybody have dreams and visions? Okay, the Lord speaks in dreams and visions. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You will dream the dream of the Lord. You will have the vision of the Lord. 
So that's what he's talking to Jeremiah. He says, Jeremiah, what's the vision I'm giving you in this moment? And Jeremiah says, I see the branch of an almond tree. And the Lord says, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my, my word, my vision. I'm ready to perform it. So where's the power? The power is in your relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. The power, the overcoming ability to do all things is in the relationship. If you can hear, if you can get the vision or the dream of the Lord, what He shows you, what's the promise? He will execute it. Is that just to Jeremiah? Absolutely not. That's to all who believe. Jeremiah is an example. Jeremiah gets a vision. Go do this. Jeremiah gets a vision. Who's actually doing the work? The Holy Ghost. What does Jeremiah have to do? All he has to do is sit in the presence of the Lord with a prayer life, hear the Lord, get the vision of the Lord, and the supernatural just happens. Amen? It's not that complicated. It's actually as simple as you learning the way of the Holy Ghost. The way of the Holy Ghost is supernatural. He equips you to do supernatural things. Amen? Can I tell you some stories about how real the vision is? You see, when I get a vision of a person, I'm not just talking about something I feel or I think is going to happen. I'm talking to people what the Lord wants to release. Right? When I, when I had the vision of, of, of the woman with the sword that the, that the enemy stuck in her last night, what happened? The Spirit of God started to move on her. Was that me or was that the Spirit? It was the Spirit. Right? So all my relationship is, I'm an, I'm a, I'm an, an avenue. I am a door releasing the Spirit of God through His vision on the earth. And all I can claim, my only claim to fame is I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's the miracle worker. He's the one who raises the dead. He's the one who baptizes people in the Holy Ghost. He's the one who drives out demons. Not me. It's the Holy Ghost. It's Jesus Christ. Amen? Do you want a relationship like that? I was prophesying one time um, and I saw an angel come into the room. And the angel was carrying a vial of oil. It said deliverance on it. And I saw the angel sprinkling the oil on the people. And when I spoke what I saw, oil literally appeared on my face and started to drip off my face. And the people came up and started touching the oil. They they were like in awe. They couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Okay? How does that happen? The Lord said, I will cause the vision to come forth. I, I am ready. If I let you see the vision... I will execute the vision. It can't be that simple, can it? It's simply you in a relationship with the Lord learning to hear His voice. Amen? Have you been taught the voice of the Lord? Have you been taught the importance of a relationship with the Holy Spirit? I had another situation um, just a few months ago. The Lord Lord came into my prayer room in the morning. It was on a Saturday. And he, he, he said this particular angel that he assigned to me when I go to India, he said this angel is going to be in the room tonight and he told me certain things were going to happen. Okay? He said, all I want you to do is to have the people find the angel in the room. Okay? And so 
I'm at the school of the Holy Spirit. I'm teaching people about how to be sensitive to the, to the Spirit, about discerning. And I said, okay, get up out of your seat. Everybody in the room. There's about 60 people in the room. I said, the angel is here. You need to find it. Okay? Picture it. 60 people stand up. They're going around, they're going around the room. Like, did you find it? Did you find the angel? That's kind of funny, right? I mean, the Lord kind of... That's, that's what walking on water is. That's what doing the, the work of the Spirit is. It requires you to have faith, to believe and trust that what the Lord told you is going to happen. So all of a sudden, this one guy says, right here, I feel the angel. And people were walking over and standing in the spot and people started to cry. They started to weep. They started to be like overcome by the presence of the Lord. Okay? And there was a girl standing um, along the side. She didn't believe. She didn't believe any of it. And as I'm sure there's probably people in here tonight saying, this guy's crazy, man. She's, 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 on, she's on the side, and um, a couple girls went over, and they convinced her to come over and just stand in the spot and see if the Lord reveals himself to her. As soon as she stood in the spot where the angel was, gold dust appeared down her arms and all over her face. And the people in the room were like, oh my gosh. And all of a sudden, she saw the gold dust on her own arms and boom, she falls, she falls out in the Holy Ghost. She's overcome by the presence of the Lord. He revealed Himself to her with a sign and a wonder. Amen? And those, those are the things that are supposed to be normal. That's, that's supposed to be normal in the church. That's supposed to be normal when, when you guys are interacting and getting the vision of the Lord. So it's not about... It's not about just coming to church, being good and trying to deal and cope with life. The Lord wants you to know His heart and He wants to know your heart because He has thoughts and plans for you that are good. He has a hope and a future for your life. He has, he has a supernatural, incredible life for you that is so far beyond what you can even imagine right now. He actually begins to speak to kids, he begins to speak and, and reveal dreams and supernatural things that are beyond your imagination. But all he wants you to do is believe the vision. Because what did he tell Jeremiah? I am ready to execute the vision. I am ready to cause it to come to happen. Right? How many of you guys have had prophecies? How many of you had, had dreams where the Lord spoke to you? The Lord is going to, if he shows it to you, it's going to happen. Okay? So the key is actually getting the vision. All you, all you then align your heart to the vision. Amen? How many of you have a hard time getting dreams and visions? How many of you have never had a dream or a vision? Raise your hand. Adult, adults included. If you've never had a dream or a vision of the Lord, raise your hand. You, all of you youth have had visions? You have? Wow, that's impressive. You guys, have you guys had the vision? Have you had a vision? Come on, man. Come on, Peter. Don't be chicken. Raise your hand, man. I'm joking about Peter. You're not Peter. The Lord has a plan for your life. I'm joking. The point is that, that if, if you get the vision of the Lord, the Lord is creating a conversation with you. He's initiating a relationship with you to pull you into a supernatural life. A lot of people say, well, I don't know, I don't know how to pray. 
I don't know how. I don't know how. Do you know the Lord actually sets you up by giving you His Spirit? He equips you with the Holy Spirit for the sole reason to equip you to pray. Romans 8.26 says this, For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession through us with utterances we don't understand. Do you know what tongues are? Do you know why the Lord gives you tongues? So that the Holy Ghost can pray through you. All you have to do is say, Lord, I don't know what to say, but you gave me this prayer language. I don't know where that comes from. That's coming out of the Spirit. He's, he gives you His Spirit to begin to pray through you. You don't know. How many of you guys know what? You get up every morning. Who here knows exactly what to pray? Raise your hand. Now we're talking. Nobody does. I spend 90% of my prayer life seeking the presence of the Lord and letting the Holy Ghost pray through me. I get up every morning. For hours, I, I, spend, I spend in the presence of the Lord. People say, well, how did you learn to prophesy? How, how, when you stand in front of people, how, do, how does the Lord speak to you about so many people? I don't know. All I can tell you is I fell in love with the presence of the Lord. And when I learned the simple um, aspect that He actually gives me His Spirit to pray through me, can you, te- can you say this? It's rigged in your favor. Come on, man. It is rigged. It is so rigged in your favor, it's not even funny. You see, if you understand that it's rigged in your favor, then you're not subject to the world. The world is subject to you. Amen? Are you with me? You're not subject to the world. The world is subject to you. You know why? Because when you pray in the Spirit and the Lord is speaking to you, He's giving you clues. He's giving you insight. You learn what's going to happen. He begins to speak to you about people around you. I want you to speak to this person. I'm giving you a vision about that person. Right? And that's the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, a lot of people don't realize that the Holy Ghost is the four-ace hand, right? Or, or, or the what, what's the highest hand in poker? The, the, the straight flush or whatever it is. The royal flush. The Holy Ghost is the royal flush. The royal straight flush. There is no bigger hand. Jesus actually said, don't leave this city. I'm baptizing you in my spirit and you will go into the world and you will do the supernatural. No longer will you be a victim of the world. The world will be a victim of the vision that I give you because no longer will you walk like a guy who doesn't know. Walk like a guy powerless who's a victim of the world. You will walk according to my vision. Dave, I want you to get up. I want you to go to India. I want you to go to Toledo. I want you to do this. Okay. All I do is say yes. Let's practice that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. How many of you guys have an active prayer life? Huh? How many of you guys pray in the Holy Ghost every day? Every day? We got, we got, we got what, about 15, 15 adults that pray in the Holy Ghost every day? Do you realize, those of you who don't pray, do you realize what you're leaving on the table? You're losing money, man. You're losing a lot of cash. Do you realize, can I tell you a couple stories? The Lord actually has set me up in the last probably five, six years 
He's given me three different jobs. In each job, he's increased me by twenty or thirty thousand dollars every job. Okay, Lord Dave, I'm about to move you here. Yes, Lord. Dave, I'm about to move you here. Yes, Lord. Right? I mean, he has a plan for your life to prosper you, to cause you to overcome, to cause you to to literally win, to be a winner. Do you want to be a winner? Does anybody here want to be a winner? Amen. Can I can I get an amen on being a winner? Come on, man. Come on, Arkansas is not one of the richest states in America, right? Come on, I, we, we spent 15 years in West Virginia, with very much like Arkansas. There's not a lot of industry. There's not a lot of money. There's not a lot of hope. Kids, kids have, they grow up. I grew up, I grew up in Steel Town, uh, Western Pennsylvania that, that lost jobs, man. I grew up in poverty. I was one of those kids that got lunch tokens. I was one of those kids that, that uh, you know, we had government cheese. Hopeless. I was angry at the world. I hated it. I hated school. I hated everything. Plan for my life. Right? My only wish is that I would have been baptized in the Holy Ghost when I was in high school instead of waiting till I was 35. You know why? Because if I would have fallen in love with the Holy Spirit and learned how to pray when I was 18, oh my gosh. Between 18 and 36 when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, there was a lot of pain. A lot of anger, a lot of just bad stuff, okay? And so I'm just encouraging you. The Lord Jesus Christ has rigged this thing in your favor, okay? You are not a victim, right? If you believe you're a victim, then you're swallowing the lie of the world. But the Lord is here tonight to equip you with a prayer language, to equip you with a relationship with the Holy Spirit that has the ability to change and transform your life. And it's about falling in love with the Holy Ghost, Okay? The Holy Ghost can change your life. The Holy Ghost can change your life. When I realized that the Holy Ghost could speak to me, everything changed. I centered my life. I actually set my alarm at 4 a.m. to get up and spend three or four hours in the presence of the Lord so that I could hear Him. And when He started to rip the junk out of my life and speak to me about the plans and hopes and things He had, my life started to change. But it all happened in a prayer life. Okay? So, do you believe the Scripture when it says, for when you do not know what to pray for as you ought, the Holy Spirit will make intercession for you? Do you want that? Do you want to set a fire in your heart? Amen? Come on, the Lord's here tonight to set a fire in your heart. Can I get a show of hands from the, you know, if if you do not, if you were never baptized in the Holy Ghost, and if you want the Holy Ghost... I just, I just, there's a, there's a pool in here for the revelation of the Holy Ghost. Jesus gave the Holy Ghost so that you would be an overcomer. Listen, Peter, the guy who was severely afraid, who in the presence of Jesus said, I will never deny you, suddenly gets filled with the Holy Ghost and everything changes in his life. Amen. Everything absolutely changed in his life. He was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and signs and wonders started to follow him. He gave his life, right? The guy never would have given his life without the Holy Spirit. His whole life never would have changed without the Holy Spirit. So, I just believe the Lord is here tonight to 
you know, if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you don't have a prayer life, the Lord's going to ignite that fire in you today. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost and this whole tongues thing, you don't know what it is, I'm just asking you right now, if you, if you would just have faith and come forward, we're going to begin to pray with you guys and um, just get you refilled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Be filled. Come on, turn to the person beside you and say, be filled with the Holy Ghost. That means you get up in the morning and you say, I don't know what I feel. I don't know about this fear I feel. I don't know about this anxiety. I don't know what this is, but I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to be just this normal, regular guy and just accept it. I'm going to literally embrace the Holy Spirit. You heard Cricket up here literally saying, stir up the gift. Do you know how to stir up the gift? He gave you the Holy Spirit to intercede on your behalf, to overcome. You know how you stir up the gift? Come on, Lord. I expect you to come into my room. I expect you to speak. I expect this fear to be driven out of me. I expect this anxiety to be driven out of me. Come on, Holy Ghost, speak. You see, all my kids have stories of me in my home, in my basement. They've heard me going nuts downstairs on the devil. They've heard me commanding Satan to leave my house. They've heard me praying over my kids saying, I command fear to leave. I command all the hurt to leave, all the junk to leave now in Jesus' name. And we embrace the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost floods into the room and changes the whole atmosphere. That's what I love about Jesus and the revelation of you being baptized in the Holy Spirit. When you realize that He has made you a supernatural weapon because you embrace the weapon Himself. The Holy Ghost is the weapon. The Holy Ghost is the one who goes and picks fights. So if you are bound in fear and pain and, and, a, and a hopeless view, you know what? The Lord is here tonight to break through that. He is the breaker. He is the one who literally says, I have a plan for your life. And it's not of pain and fear and anxiety. It's of peace. It's of purpose. It's of love. It is of the presence of the Lord. Amen. So. Come on, if you want if you want more of the Holy Ghost, man, I just I feel the presence of the Lord. There's a there's a heart to heart connection the Lord is making with with people here tonight. Amen. He's going to draw people into a prayer life that is supernatural. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody just stand up. Everybody just stand up. If you want me to pray with you, just come forward and, and we're going to begin to pray with people. Come on, Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that you begin to fall in here. Lord, I pray that you begin to break break the, the shell, break the shallow view that these kids have of themselves. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, to begin to fall right now in Jesus' name. Let the power of your love, let the power of your presence, let the grace of the gift of the Holy Ghost, Lord, come and ignite a fire in, in, in these people, Lord. Lord, I pray for the gift of tongues. I pray for the ignition of the gift of prophecy. 
Lord, to begin to begin to fall on these youth. Come on, man. Come on, I'm going to go fishing here tonight. Come on, all you guys praying the Holy Ghost. Come on, man, I know you don't. Come here. Come on, get, come on up here. Come on, who else? Come on, the Lord is going to touch people in here tonight. Come on, you guys, you guys praying the Holy Ghost? You praying the Holy Ghost, man? Come on, you want to? Come on. Come on, man, this is how the Lord awakens an army. He touches people in supernatural ways that are beyond your imagination. Praying the Holy Ghost, man? You do? Come on, you, you, you guys all pray? Come on, man. Come on, follow me. Come on. Come on, the, Lord, the Lord's going to baptize people in here tonight. He's going to touch people in a supernatural way. Come on, He takes those who are unqualified touches them, clothes them in the Holy Spirit, and suddenly they become qualified. Come on, is there any adults up there? Come on, don't be bashful. Come on. Come on, the Lord, the Lord's... Man, I can feel the presence of the Lord, man. He's, he's touching people in here right now. Lord, I just pray. Say this with me, guys. Say, Jesus, enlist me in your army. Come on, say it with your whole heart. Say, Jesus, enlist me in your army. Make me supernatural. Baptize me. Clothe me in the Holy Ghost. Cause me to pray in tongues, to prophesy. To cast out devils, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to break the curse of fear, to break the curse of poverty, to step in to the vision you have for my life. Holy Ghost, right now, baptize me on the count of three. 